Amen. Can we give God a hand of praise for he is good? Can we do that? Amen. Amen. Um, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much for this. It's just, it's surreal to be here, to be on this stage, to be sharing our hearts and our lives with you. We're really excited. One of the things that Pastor Kyle mentioned briefly, but we're so excited about being here for six months, eight months, however long has us here in Benton, just to rest. Everybody say rest. We've given our lives for 15 years. This has been our dream. So as God births that new dream in our heart, we want to rest. And so we're excited about being there. So first of all, I want to thank you, Pastor Kyle and Pastor Josh, your staff. So I want to say this, not because I'm looking for any accolades, not because of anything. I want you to know your staff is amazing. Okay, that was terrible. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I'm not here yet, but you need to say really, you need to say amen to that. Now, let me say, let's set it up again. Your staff is amazing. Okay. I've been all over the world. I've been all over the nation. I've worked with a lot of different organizations. I've worked with a lot of different churches. But for me, one of the things that we're excited about doing is being able to partner with your staff in the way that they loved us. They've loved us already. You guys are led by a group of men and women and their wives who love Jesus and love the gospel. And that excites us. So I wanted to say that. But I want to say this. Everybody say another chance. Okay, we're going to talk about another chance today. I want to tell God, and I want to say it to you, thank you for giving us another, possibly another chance to do this again. Don't we, don't we just love do-overs? We love it. In, in golf, it's called what? Mulligan. In baseball or softball, it's called another swing. In photography, it's called a second, a second take. In basketball, it's another shot. When shooting a movie, it's take two. In Bible, in the Word of God, it's called grace. Everybody say grace. Okay, and that's what I want to talk about real briefly this morning. I promise not to keep you long. If you have a Bible, I want you to turn to John chapter 4. I want us to go there this morning, and I want to talk about the Samaritan woman. I love the music and the words of the worship songs that we sang today and how it leads into exactly what I want to talk about this morning. Today, I believe God wants to teach us that in order to truly love our city, we are going to have to be the church of second chances. You've got to be the church of second chances. Look at verse 10 of John chapter 4. Let's read it. It'll be on the screen. Jesus replied, If only you knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get the living water? And besides, do you think greater... Do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Verse 13, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. Verse 14, but, everybody say but. But those who drink the water I will give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Verse 15, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come to get to this well to get water. Verse 16, look at the, look at the verse. Flips the script. Let's stop talking about water. Let me get into your heart. Let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you who I am. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. Verse 17, say the next five words with me. I don't have a husband. Whoa, 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 Jesus. What? What? Go get your husband. I don't have a husband, she said. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly have spoke the truth. Jesus didn't overlook her sin. He just looked past it. Okay? So what do we, what do we, what do we see when we see people? Well, I, the first point, if you have your program, I want you to flip it over to the back side. I didn't, I didn't get my points to the person soon enough to get fill in the blanks. But I want you to write this down. The God of the hundredth chance. 
the God of the hundredth chance. Jesus never issued judgment or condemnation, but he rather to this woman he offered grace. Everybody say grace. I love it. I love this picture. I love Jesus has went through Samaria to have a conversation with this woman because he wanted to offer grace to this woman. He didn't offer condemnation. He didn't issue judgment. People are searching for a second chance. Can I get an amen? Even right here in Benton, Arkansas, there are people in this city who are looking for a second chance. They're looking for another uh, do-over. We have, we have to love our city by giving people another chance. Where would you, where would I, where would we be without a second chance? Just let that, just settle down in that for just a moment and just think about that. Where would you be today if someone hadn't given you a second chance? Everyone take a deep breath. That's a second chance. Breathe again. Take another deep breath. That's grace. That's God giving us an opportunity to get it, to do it again. Every breath that we take is God saying, here's another chance. As most of us walk through those doors today, we all needed a second chance. If you'd just be so willing to admit today, is there anybody here that needs a second chance? Amen. The rest of you are liars and you're just trying to figure it out. Amen. Right, like, I don't know about you, but I need a second chance. I need a second chance from God, but I also need a second chance from my wife and my kids. We all need a second chance. God knows and God knew and God is ready and willing to give us another chance. I want to quote 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promises as some people think. No, he is being what? Patient. He's being patient for our sake, for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God has a deep desire to see everyone saved. Everyone in Benton, Arkansas, everyone in Washington, PA. Let me, let me throw this out there. Everyone in Cleveland, Ohio. Anybody know anybody in Cleveland, Ohio? Right? Everyone in Washington State. And what is so amazing about that is he's going to use the local church to get that done. We'll try that one more time. He's going to use you to make it happen. Okay? And he's going to use you. You're thinking today, how can I be involved in that? Well, God is going to use Holland Chapel to plant another church. And so to me, I don't know about you, but I'm so excited about partnering with God to issue second chances all over the nation, but all over the world. I love it. We are the church, and we as the church are ambassadors extending grace. If we, the church, don't offer grace, where are people going to get it? Starbucks? In Washington, PA, it's John Eagle. It's Kroger here, right? People are looking for a second chance, and I promise you, they want to be involved in a church that offers second chances from their staff to the leaders all the way down to the people who sit in the chairs. People are looking for a second chance. At this point, the Samaritan woman is 0 for 5. Is that a good record? I mean, unless you're a Razorback fan, amen? Sorry. I won't tell you where I'm from. But here's the crazy thing. Like, it's been a tough decade. It really has. I lived here. I, I followed the hogs during the, the McFadden, during like all that, those, those amazing years. I, I've been far away from what's happening, but like, but who's 0 for 5 here today with anything in your life? Anybody? Well, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. That's me. I'm 0 for 5 in a lot of areas in my life. Look at verse 16. Jesus says to her, go get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. You're right, you don't have a husband for you had five husbands. Everybody say five. She's 0 for 5. Does this lady need a second chance? 
Let me, let me ask you a quick question. Do you know anybody on your block, anybody in your neighborhood? Does anybody know anybody you work with who needs another chance? Anybody? Yeah, like we got to get out in this community. We got to get out in our neighborhoods and start rubbing elbows with people who need Jesus. I promise you, if we'll take our eyes off ourselves just for a second, we'll look around and we will see there are people right here in this neighborhood who are 0 for 5 and they're looking for a sixth chance. The crazy thing, I don't know about you, but I've gotten it wrong more than five times in my lifetime. And God is looking down on me and he's not saying, well, you're six times and you're out. If that's the case, would anybody, any one of us be here today? But God is the God of a hundredth chance. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of God I need. That's the kind of God that I, that I want to serve. Can we give God a hand of praise for giving us another chance? Right? I don't know. I, that just gets me so excited when I think about the grace of God. What I, he, doesn't, he just says, Aaron, I know you're going to get it wrong. I'm going to save you anyways. And here's the crazy thing, Kyle. He's going to use me anyway. He's going to go, I, you know how many times you screwed it up the first time? When we, when I, and I think about that. We're like, whoa. That God would choose to, uh, to actually use us a second, second time is amazing to me. Next point. People's worth is what Jesus says they're worth. Would you just say that with me? People's worth is what Jesus says they're worth. Let's try it one more time. People's worth is what Jesus says they're worth. Now, what's crazy is people's worth isn't what you say it's worth. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to size people up based on who they are. Can you get a, I mean, if you be honest with yourself, you look at people, you interact with people, and based on what you know about them or what you heard about them, you immediately begin to, to formulate a plan in your mind of how much they're worth. People, we have to start seeing it through the lens of Jesus. Look at verse 25. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. So she had some, some knowledge of the Messiah because she's using the term Messiah, the one who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Now let's just pause right there before we go get to the next verse. Does she have a clue who she's talking to? She ain't got a clue. Well, here's what's crazy is, how many times have we encountered Jesus and we had no clue that he was present? We acted like he wasn't even around. We talked like he wasn't even present. We came to church and Jesus showed up, but we were checked out. Right? I've been guilty of that. I'm the pastor. Like, let's just get through this day. Let me just preach a sermon. I just, but Jesus is present. He's having a conversation with this lady, and she doesn't even know that he's present. Well, notice what Jesus says to her in this next verse, verse 26. Then Jesus told her, I am the what? The Messiah. I'm him. I am he. I'm that guy. I'm the guy that you guys have been looking for. I am the Messiah. Those three little words that he told this woman, I came to the earth for you, and I'm going to die for you. I love this. He said to her, you are worth me giving up my life for. Through him saying and telling her, I'm the Messiah, I'm the guy who's going to die on a cross, I'm going to die for your sins, he literally told the woman, you are worth dying for. Say it with me, I'm worth it. Let's try it again. Some of y'all, you got to believe it. Some of you don't believe it today. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus showed you how much you're worth by dying on a cross for your sins. you got to believe it down deep in your heart. Say it with me, I'm worth it. Let's try it one more time. Somebody's got to get excited about it. I'm worth it. We're worth it. Well, I, I, because I don't know about you, but every day that I wake up, I don't feel worth it. 
I don't feel like I'm worth it. But Jesus said, you got to remember the cross. The cross tells you and I we're worth it. Now, here's what's crazy is when we share the cross with other people, we tell them you're worth it. And let me tell you how you know Jesus Christ died on a cross because you're worth it. Many of us would have written the Samaritan woman off. She's 0 for 5. She's shacked up, and she's not even married to the man. She's been divorced. She's had five husbands, and she's not even married to the one that is there. She can't keep a husband, and now she's sleeping around. We would have written her off. But we must always remember no one is, far, is too far gone. No one is too far gone. Before we get, give up on our city, we must remember that God never gave up on us. Amen? Like God never gave up on me. Right? Before Holland Chapel, you and we must believe that the worst people in our city are not too far gone. Is there anybody in this city that needs Jesus? Anybody know anybody that doesn't know Jesus? Just drive down the road. Amen? Like, just drive down the road. The way people drive, right? You get so upset about just go in and, and, go, and go shopping. We know there are people here, and we can't give up on our city. We are so excited about the possibilities of a new city. My family and I are praying about what's, where's the new city for us. The city for 15 years has been Washington, PA. Now God is shifting our attention from where we are to where we're going to be. We are so excited about a new city and planning a new church in that city. We believe there are already people in the city that we will go to who need to know that they're worth it. One of the most amazing things about going to Washington, PA, is we got to interact with people who thought they weren't worth it. The unchurched the de-church, the never-was-churched. Southwestern Pennsylvania is full of people who need to know that Jesus loves them. What's so crazy is, Pastor Kyle, what we, as we see and as we dream, we think about, because we've already done it once, right? When you have one under your belt, doesn't the second time seem just a little bit easier? But we dream, Pastor Josh, of that next city, that next place that God is going to take our family, we're going to set up shop and we're going to start loving on people and letting them know you are worth it. Last point I want to make and I want to be quiet. The 12 got it wrong. Let's get it right. The 12 got it wrong. Let's get it right. So, Pastor Aaron, how, how do you know they got it wrong? Look at verse 27. Just then the disciples came back with chips, with, with, with fish and chips. They didn't come back with a story. Jesus sent them. They didn't want to go to Samaria. They didn't like the Samaritans, right? Racism was happening in those days too. And they said, Jesus, you can go through Samaria, but we don't want to go to Samaria. We'll just go get lunch. Well, they come back to the city, and they came back with nothing. They didn't come back with any gospel conversation stories. They didn't share any kind of news with anybody that they had shared it with. But here's what they did do. They were shocked to find Jesus talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her or why are you talking to her? Did they get it right? No, they didn't get it right. But Holland Chapel, we have to get it right. The world is depending on us getting it right. So I want to leave you with one simple little word. One simple word. Matthew chapter 28 Verse 19. Can we put that on the screen? Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Everybody say it with me. Here's what's amazing about this whole deal. is because you guys are ready, 
we can go. You know what I'm saying? Like because you're so excited and you have been praying for so long that God would send you a church, a church planner and a church planner's family. Because you have been obedient for so many years. Because you're doing what you're doing and you have a vision and you have a passion to do what? Because you have that passion and desire to go, now we can partner with you and we all can do what? What I love about that is Holland Chapel's getting it right. I love it. Pastor Kyle, Pastor Josh, the staff here, some of you might be wondering, why do you want to partner with our church? Why do you want to be part of what God is doing here? Because you already, you're already doing it. Because you're already going. I've been, in, I've, been in, I've been in church my entire life. I'm 42 years old. And I've seen a lot of churches. I've been involved with a lot of churches. But I'm going to tell you the second time around, I want to be involved with a church that's already doing it. And that's why I'm so excited about this. It's why I'm so excited about what Holland Chapel is doing. But before I do that, before I pray and dismiss today, I wonder if there's anyone in here that's looking for a second chance. Maybe you're here today and you've been kind of wrestling with this whole idea, does God really love me? Can I have a second chance? Aaron, you don't even know what I've done in my past. You don't even know what I've been involved in right now. You don't even know where I'm at. If you only knew where I am, if you only knew what I had going on, and you've been visiting church and Pastor Kyle's been preaching, you've been exposed to the gospel, but I believe today may be the day where you need to hear Jesus loves you so much that he died on a cross for you. And if you are the only one who showed up today, I'm going to preach with just as much excitement. Because here's the crazy thing. When our church first got started, I was preaching to my family. You know what I'm saying? And I preached like there was 250 people in the building. And now, I don't know how, Pastor Kyle, how many people are here. 500 people, 400 people. There's a lot of people here. There's more people here than there's ever been at LifePoint. But what I'm saying is, if you're the only one that's there, I'm preaching the same message to you. I want you to know that Jesus loves you more than anything in the world. Can we pray? I'll give you just a few moments to allow the Holy Spirit to move in your heart. I don't know what God is saying to you. I think Pastor Kyle uses a lot of the same language that we do, but everyone in this room has a next step. God is here, I believe, with all my heart. I feel his presence through his Holy Spirit here. I believe that God is speaking today. God is convicting you of your sin and convicting you of the fact that you need to turn your life over to Jesus. It is my prayer that today would be the day that you would give your life to Jesus. But I want to talk to also to those of you who, who do know Jesus. I pray today that God would show you where you need to go. And that you, as you look around your neighborhood, as you look around the people that you work with, that you would start seeing them through, their, through the eyes of Jesus and you would see that they are worth it. And that you might just need to open up your mouth and just have a conversation with them about who Jesus is and about how much he loves them. God, we love you so much. I thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity, God, to stand before these people and just encourage them and just kind of refocus our mind on you. So cool to me, God, that when we read this story, Jesus said, I have to go through Samaria. So God, today, would you take us back to our neighborhoods, back to our, our city? Would you open up the doors and allow us to see people the way that you see them? 
And lastly, God, if there is someone here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, it is my prayer today, today, God, that they would be saved. They would realize their need for Jesus. They would say, you know what, this just isn't working. I'm trying so hard to get it right, but I just can't get it right. And they would realize today, God, that they're in need of a Savior. They're in need of the cross. God, I just want to thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins. I'm 0 for 5, and you're a God of second chances. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you've done. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said.